If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. This is a horror movie podcast. We ruin a movie every week just for you. Just for you. Allison, how you doing? Anything horrifying happening to you this week? I'm good. I don't have any horrors happening. I have something I would like to um, say that I liked, if that's oh, okay. okay. I'll allow it. I know this is a few, we're recording a few weeks ahead, so by then maybe everybody will have watched. But Jury Duty is so good on Amazon, and I loved it so much, and... We know that I hate pranks, and I was like, I hope this isn't, like, some mean <laughs> thing where we're just, like, making fun of some guy for 10 episodes, and it's truly the opposite of that. It's, like, genuinely the sweetest, nicest thing. I cried at the end, but also laughed the whole way through. I just Ooh, loved okay. it so, so much, um, and it's not scary. <laughs> it seems almost like a sweetie pie version of Nathan for you. Like, it's almost like yeah. the— And it has the vibe of, like, if Curb Your Enthusiasm was less cynical in terms of what the comedy is. Like, it's all very small. It's all very just, like, the way somebody's opening a door is funny. Like, it's it's like that. But, like, but we're not making a whole thing about it. We're just kind of, like, letting these characters, like, have a lot of fun. And this really nice guy. And there's so many moments where you're like, oh, I mean, I would die for Ronald. I just want to make sure that Ronald is protected at all costs for the rest of all of our lives. He is everything. He, like, gave me faith that, like, not everybody is terrible. And, like, when we read the news or just interact on the internet or anything these days, I feel like I'm just, like, I guess everybody's just, like, a cynical piece of shit at best. And Mm -hmm. uh, he just is not that at all. And it was genuinely, like, inspiring to watch somebody kind on television. (laughs) I'm so glad. I do want to know, like, how... So, obviously, yes, the conceit, there's just this one person who's a real... Sure. How did they explain it to him? Like, what what was... How they were shooting it? The whole final episode, they walk through, like, how they made it work. Wow. Because I was like, like, how did he not, at some point, be like, why would this happen? And, like... Yeah. They did a they do a nice job of like explaining how they pulled it off at the end and walk through like all okay. the different rooms they're in and all just to be like, yeah, see this was the, and he's like, "Oh my god." Like I thought it's it's so good. It's okay, just, good. I, I can't I've watched it in one day and it's all I want to talk about. So. That sounds really sweet. I know that's not scary, but it is like a nice um antidote to the actual horrors existing in the world that we have to live in, unfortunately. That sounds incredibly sweet. Yes, it's really cute. I'm um, so glad. Any horrors in your world <laughs> or nice things that are uh, uh, opposite of horror? Um, nice things, horrible things. Um, just uh, trying to write the movie we're writing mm-hmm. uh, this week, and mm-hmm. it has. Um, also, I want to be clear: we're not that it would matter. We're we're recording this in April. Um, in oh, case yes. there is a writer's yeah, yeah, yeah. strike. Uh, WGA, please don't uh, take that as that we've been doing any kind of work that we're not supposed to be doing right now. We're not. But, um, yeah, the horror of the human mind mm. running up against mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just wish my brain was better and writing was easier. And it is, it's just hard to, you know, be, have many, we, I've been very fortunate, we've been very fortunate in our careers yeah. And then they have a situation where it's like, I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. It's me. Yep. And I'm going to get through it. It's going to be fine, obviously. Um, we're going to get through it together. Yes. But, yeah, I just, it sucks. you know, it's uh, 
the we've chosen a life of struggle yes. and uh, pain, but with great payoff occasionally. And um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But that's the only horrifying thing to me is that like, uh, oh boy, yeah, oh boy, We're kind of. We're kind of like pre all of the horrors that come with summer, or but like things are just kind of fine right now. I mean, yeah. aside from, I mean, God, know, God knows what's actually happening in the news when anybody's listening to this, because there is always something terrible. But the general, like, oh, the oppressive heat hasn't arrived yet. And like in New York, like we're still pre-allergies. And yeah, which is nice. Yeah. I feel like cozy moment before some shitty things barrel <laughs> down on us. <laughs> Um, and then other than that, I guess the, on the positive side, I'm preparing for Pride. I'm oh, yeah. literally planning out my entire month. I'm planning out a month of looks. I have yes. making looks, plans looks, with friends looks. from other cities. I am I, acquiring what I need to acquire. I'm very excited. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just uh, I love to get I love getting my hopes up too. Yeah, I, I think love. That's, it's good to set your expectations wildly high. And I and I always <laughs> do, and I always will. Yeah. And before we get into it, we just want to let you know we have a live show coming up on Sunday, May 21st at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we are doing, of course, for Mommy Issues Month, we are doing Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Mommy's with the maggots now, and we'll be with you on momenthouse.com slash ruined. <laughs> .co, .co. Moment. Fuck, I fuck. Moment.co slash ruined is where you can actually see the live show. I don't know what the other website is, but please report back if you happen to visit it. Um, if it's porn, I, you're welcome. You're welcome. We should be giving you more porn. And uh, if you want to, we did the original Evil Dead. So please go listen to that episode before we hop into this one and uh, make sure you get your tickets. It's 10 bucks. Uh, it's up for 72 hours in case uh, you can't make it at 7 or 4 p.m. or whatever time zone you live in on Sunday, May 21st. You have 72 hours to watch it. Merch, chat, drinking games, the whole nine. It's going to be another fun one. Um, so we'll see you there. Well, yeah. not literally. You'll see us you'll there. You'll see us there. But we'll Maybe know we you're see there. you too. We, maybe we watch you all the time. Who's to say? All right, maybe let's get it. The camera goes it. both ways. Okay, I don't, whatever. I, listen, I have okay. not seen okay. this week's movie, which is the original 2014 uh version of Goodnight Mommy that of course is a 2022 remake American remake because we gotta make remake everything um, That, but to be fair our producer Sabrina said the remake was good I'm going to be honest this is a movie that I had not watched because of my I don't know what you call this I did a, this, I'm sure there's a term for it mm-hmm. I will if it's something I'm excited to see I will put off seeing it forever sometimes yeah. I will genuinely not watch it for example yes. I have not seen the last two episodes of Fleabag and I may never because I feel like there might be a time when I need to watch it and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to fulfill me. Yeah. And so if I have watched it, I, it's waiting for me. And similarly, Goodnight Mommy, everyone raved about this so much, I, it felt like I'm going to hold off to a moment uh, where it feels right. You know, I'm in the yes. right mood. And it's written and directed by Veronica Franz and Severin uh, Fiala. I lo- I. I think, well, speaking of, say, yeah, the expectations, like, I think maybe people just raved about it so much. I think if this had just come out or I'd found this on Shutter or whatever. Yeah. Great. A, a, a very beautifully shot, uh, well-acted movie. Yeah, it looks but gorgeous. People were like, oh, my God. And I guess we just do that with horror movies every, every time anything comes out, you know. Yeah. But I guess I got my hopes up, and I enjoyed it. I, mean, I think it's a good film, but mm-hmm. people talked about it at the time it came out, which is, again, 2014, like it was the second coming. 
And um, it, it, it was, you know, it, it, I enjoyed it. It fits the theme. I'm glad that we're eventually doing it. But people need to be a little more nuanced about how they talk about horror movies. Yes, I agree. In general with pop culture, like, yeah. we're too much of, like, everything is, like, it's either, like, it's mother or it's, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, it's, like, we need yes. to be able to be, like, oh, I really liked this. I just don't feel like it stuck the landing. And, like, that's an okay thing to say. Exactly. And I, we we know how difficult it is to make anything. My like, God. What, this is not a criticism of the filmmakers whatsoever. No. But it, rather how we speak about things is We live in extremes. So, yeah, it's so interesting. As someone who feels basically nothing most of the time, it's, it's crazy to hear just people get, get worked up. But it's good that you like jury duty. And yes. to, to genuinely like something is so valuable. Yes. And I feel like it's very, like, I was like, oh, this feels rare. Like, this yeah. feels, like, I feel like this isn't just, like, a thing that it's like, oh, we're all talking about this and thus it's good. It's like, no, right. I actually liked it so much that I want to talk about it. Not yes. the inverse of, like, everybody's talking about it, so I need to have an opinion. And that opinion has to be that it's good because someone else said it's good. I'm like, no, I just watched it and couldn't stop. Um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that because I agree. Yes. Genuine genuine joy, genuine pleasure, I think Rare. is so important right now. Yes. Um uh all right, so let's begin. We are of course doing Goodnight Mama. We always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, would you like to tell us how you felt about the trailer for again the original version of Goodnight Mommy? Not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and, yes. Not g- gorgeous. I mean gorgeously shot, but when that uh, large cockroach goes in her mouth and then she just yes. crunches on it, it's a, I, it's a tough moment. And like all the, it's like it's like I can see kind of what I think is going on here, um, and it is scary, but it's very like that part. I was like, mm-mm, yeah, I don't, I don't, mm-mm, no. I, no. I, I, you're correct no. to to think that. And there are so many gigantic cockroaches in this movie. I. Did you, I wonder if this was, in my seventh grade science class, there was like a, an, aquari- a, an aquarium oh. full of them. And no, they were like, that's thing, narrowly. I don't remember what we did with them. You ate them, didn't you, Allison? They were like, crunch, crunch, crunch. You can be honest with us. Snack time. No, we had, um, a, we had a guinea pig named Teflon that lived in our oh. science class. We did not oh. have a writhing aquarium full of roaches. Well, yeah. some sick fuck, whatever sick fucking school I you went it. to. It was like one of the worst things. I'm like, I'm like, why are we doing? Like, I have a true like, no, no. Yeah, that's like if David, like David Cronenberg High School, like that yeah. kind of shit. Like, oh, feeding the class pet is just a a, a wriggling mass of. You have to stick your hand in it. It comes out, and it's a toaster, or like something truly insane. <laughs> Um, Ooh, but yeah, that's a good one. A lot of roach stuff, but they are, and they are pet roaches in the movie and they're the yeah. gigantic kind. Yeah. They're not just like a city roach. No. Yeah. And those you, cause those you can get for free. Yeah. yeah they are Madagascar. They're if you live in a city, they're in your home. You get them for free. Pennies on the dollar. I live in New York. Get all the pet cockroaches you want. Pet mice, pet cockroaches, pet rats. Yeah. Pet pigeons. Um, Madagascar hits, hissing cockroaches. Yes, 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 the hissing are, ones. Um, the kind uh, that people tend to get. Um, <laughs> first, it's like having we, a lobster. Um, but I almost feel like a lobster is a little more cuddly. It has like a little more, a little more heft to it. Like a, it feels like it would yeah. be like holding a cat, but then it would pinch you. So yeah. Um, uh, on Google, first question: How much do pet cockroaches cost? Allison, you usually get them for under five dollars each. So. Still seems steep. Get a hundred dollars. Twenty twenty roaches. I mean, that's again, that's a bargain if I've ever heard that is, one. That's that is some bulk shopping. 
Um, and, and of course, we always like to take a baseline scary for the film. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of another mother? It's not mother. It's some sort of another other mother. Other mother? Other mother. Um, other mother. It's well, like it's I could guess mother. it from the first minute of the trailer. I was like, well, this clearly isn't their real mom. Or um, is it? Or is it? But it, no. it, it reminded me of um, The Visit. Where you're oh, like, yes, oh, yeah. We're children with an adult who we don't have enough information on that we just assume is our caregiver. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-mm. Um, oh, go watch the listen to the visit if you haven't listened to that episode yet that I just spoiled for you. Um, it's been out. Other mother is a scary idea. What would be your mother's tell? Like, if you were to meet an exact double of your mother, what would she do? And you'd immediately be like, mine would. I think mine would be if she were to ever talk ill of Jazzercise. And okay. I, and I think if she ever were to willfully tell, give me an idea for a gift to give her. If I met my oh, mother and okay. she suddenly was full of ideas for gifts, I'd be like, I am calling an exorcist. Yes. I think that mine would be if we were shopping for clothes and she didn't comment on everything <laughs> of being, like, either too expensive or too cheap or ugly. Like, yeah, like, like holding up a shirt and going, I don't know who this is for. I, someone else. That's okay. It's fine. Just and stop you would, talking. And you would note at a glance. If she's just like, like, oh, it's this fun is to shop gorgeous. with her, but it is, it is the tell. That's so funny. Um, we, uh, we'll, we'll be, let us begin. We are, uh, before we do, Allison, would you like to guess the twist in Good Night, Mommy? Guess the twist. I mean, I feel it's cheap to guess that this isn't real mommy. Well, but... let's say, so if it's, if it's not real mommy, who is it? Who is the mommy? I, who from is Winston, this woman or from, where is mommy? Where is mommy? I think what, she from, killed, I think she is of the woods. Ooh, she has killed okay. mommy. Mommy oh. is dead in the woods. I and love a mommy in the woods. she grown from the ground and taking over because now she wants to live in a house. Yes. <laughs> um, I love that. That's, and also what a pure and simple, um, a beautiful yes. reason to, to want to yes. kill a mommy and become her. All right, let us begin. We will now ruin Goodnight Mommy. Um, Allison, we open on a, uh, a white mother with her brood of white mm-hmm. children. They are mm-hmm. all wearing dirndls. This is a an Austrian, Austrian. film, and they are singing uh, a lullaby, uh, lullaby and good night. And um, being an American, I of course immediately thought of Nazis. Yes, um, same. And so I, I I don't know if that's intentionally if they if they were if this is an in Austrian. I don't know. Iconography that makes a different sense to them, but to me as an American, I saw that and I thought, well, first of all, Nazis. But it also, because it is um, Sound of Music, you know, Mm -hmm. it immediately, and I was like, well, who were they running up against? The Nazis. So there was something there, uh, the the white mother, the the correct mother, the mother that is right, and, and if so, how was she acting versus the wrong mother? So that's immediately top of mind. Okay, and then great. we cut to a little guy running around through the corn. Okay. And he's tackled by his twin brother um, and they, who wears this sort of handmade green cardboard monster mask that a kid would wear if the kid was a worked in the art department of a film studio. Like, it's beautifully made. Yeah. Um, and these kids are between the ages of, I'm going to say seven and nine. Yeah, that feels right. 
I'm going to say seven. They're Probably on the younger seven. side. Um, they're definitely in elementary school. And, you know, his brother yells, tag, you're it. And they're off going through the corn. You might even call them children of the corn, Allison. I mean, some might. Um, they also walk on, and I hate to bring this up, but they were, they walk on rocks that sort of are squishy and move around. And as if they're walking over a sinkhole or a bog. Okay. And I'd never seen anything quite like it. No, that's not from this world. Um, I mean, it might be from <laughs> Austria, but it's certainly not from our world, which is no. the U.S. of fucking A. America. Okay? Um, but they they live in, in in the countryside. They have a beautiful home, and they are constantly scampering around in nature, which is you know gorgeous. And it's shot very beautifully. Like their moments together, compared to their moments with their mother in the house, they are constantly having fun together. They're in the forest. Everything's like lit, golden, and beautiful. And the boys' names are Lucas and um, Elias. And fortunately for us, they are identical. They are played by actual twins named Lucas okay, and Elias, great. which I think okay, was very great. clever. A Easy. good way. Yeah. And visually, they always have a different color tank top on because it's summer, which I really appreciate. I really appreciate that. I wish now, they would do that with, like, adult actors who would look similar. Girl, if I see another rom-com, like, I, I want every white man in, in Hollywood who yes. is, like, brown hair and a beard has to wear either a wear name tag. a name tag. Yeah, or have we, a Chiron. <laughs> Especially like again, as a woman in my later years, I see a I see a man, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't. There's know too who many that things is. that he could be from. Yes. Right. Um. So, but they're having they're having fun, and we see Lucas go into a cave, and Elias sort of waits outside before joining him, and then Allison, we hear them laughing in the dark. And in another oh. scene, we see them on the lake, and Elias is floating on a inner tube. And he says, Lucas, and we see bubbles ripple out of the depths. Title card, good night, mommy. Mm. We see a car pull into the beautiful driveway of their gorgeous home. And yes. the boys scamper inside to find their mother has returned. And she's closing all the blinds in her room. Or is it their mother, Allison? Okay. She turns, and they have a start because they're a chil- a children. Yeah. Her face is totally bandaged except her mouth and her eyes, which are bruised and, she, yes. it, and blackened. So the boys have what feels like a normal reaction, which is to hesitate and sort of be concerned and not— Yes. And the mother's— That's jarring to see. Yeah. And— Again, we we are squishy Americans who are really trying to work on our emotional maturity. So I think here it'd be like, oh, you know what? I understand. I look pretty scary, huh? Like you try to have some sort of reaction. Yeah. For me watching this, I'm like, is the mother bad or is the mother simply Austrian? Because <laughs> yeah, it's a little hard with the parenting in Europe, especially where you're like, are you just kind of cold or are you an entire stranger who's possessed by a demon or something? Like it's just hard to know. And I only say this as someone who has been served so many TikToks of like German, German born, like young women who are talking about their parroting their German mother who is like, who are like, oh, I have a cold. Why don't I call off work? Why don't I? Like they're making fun of how like stalwart and yeah. like steely their mothers are. So watching this, I'm like, is this already a tell or is it just that she just had surgery and then she's like, I can't deal with you kids, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe that's why I would want to watch the remake and see how they did how their they, dynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Because she immediately starts yelling at them over their dirty clothes, telling them to wash up. And we see them compare. So every interaction with the mother is incredibly difficult and, and punishing. And then they cut to them in the bathtub and they're like laughing and splashing around together. No Later, dad. No dad. And there's one reference later. They're playing like a Nintendo Switch or something. And she takes it from them and they say, dad lets us play. So the dad okay, is so- in the, yeah, he's in the um, mix, but he's not there now. There. Um, later at dinner, mother pours juice for, um, Elias and Lucas whispers in Elias's ear. And when Elias says, um, could Lucas have a glass? She says, if Lucas wants a glass, he could ask me himself. And when he points out there's only one plate of food on the table, mother says, you know why? And walks into the other room. And Elias turns to Lucas and says, you should apologize. But it doesn't seem like whatever that apology is for, it's going to happen, Allison. No. That night, we see them playing heads up, where you like write something and then you, you sticky yes. it to the other person's forehead. And Elias gets auto. And, you know, mother's kind of warming up and they're laughing and he's trying to get it. And finally, he guesses his car and, you know, they have like a, a fun moment. When it's mother's turn, Elias writes mama and puts it on her head, which I think is fun, like a funny thing a kid would do. Yeah, right. She cannot fucking get it. She's like, is this person on TV? Is this a TV presenter on Austrian TV? Which mother is. And she okay. says, I don't know. She's like, um, she asks for a hint. And Lucas says, you like animals. And she just ignores him until Elias says the same thing. And she's like, I don't know. And Elias says, well, this person has two kids. And she's like, I don't know who has two kids. Do I know this person? So again, like every moment okay. of like what could be fun is like she's just completely on edge and, you know. That night, Elias flosses his teeth, and we see, I didn't know they had pet roaches yet, so he looks up and sees the biggest fucking roach I've ever seen in my life I mean, on the ceiling. I mean, they're so large. I was like, oh, ugh, ugh. something I about. such a physical reaction to their yeah. existence. Yeah, it's like, listen, a roach is a roach, but there's something about brushing your teeth with a roach <laughs> hanging over your head that there's something about it. No, no, um, no. That I didn't care no. for. I don't care for it either, just hearing about it. <laughs> Speaking of, when Lucas goes to brush his teeth, the roach falls from the ceiling, and we see Lucas pick it up and put it back in the tank of roaches they have. So they have pet roaches, Allison. Is it an open-top tank? You know, it is, um, Mm. which makes me think, don't the roaches get out all the time? But they're going to have bigger problems here in a minute, so I guess they're just fine with it, you know? And later they're playing, like, again, I don't know any game. It's like a handheld thing. It's I probably, it was, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Some godforsaken thing. And the mother snatches it from them and says, well, Dan, let's play. It's like, I'm not your father. And she said, when I'm recovering, there are new rules. There are new rules I count them. One, don't pick up the phone. You know, he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. No, he says, let mom sleep. Leave her alone. Um, When the door is closed to her room, knock. Um, No visitors. You have to play outside to let me sleep. And even then, you have to be quiet outside. And whatever you do, do not bring any nature shit into this house. So I don't want any animals. I don't want any sticks. I don't want any leaves. You better not be dragging it in there. In the middle of her litany, Elias tries to, like, calm her down. And so he picks up these two, like, beautiful shells. They clearly, in my mind, it's like this is where the father would have taken them somewhere to go buy her something nice. And tries to offer these, like, beautiful shells. This is one from Elias and one from Lucas. She says, Okay, and takes them, but it's like, okay, anyways, back to my list of demands, you know? Yes. That's the first night where Lucas, Elias, they're under the covers, and they say, this mother, it's not like our other mother. 
this one's not like the old mother. This this mother's really cold and mean. Mm-hmm. And again, personally, I wrote, to me, she just seems Austrian. Yeah, I, that's just what I assume. <laughs> I hate to say this if you're Austrian, but you mean, I'm just I'm sort of like a, you know, like. Yeah. There are certain cultures where perhaps it's a little, you're less emotionally stoic demonstrative, and, yes. a little more stoic. And um, that is a stereotype we have about some parts of Europe. I think you know what parts, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> some parts we've had some different ideas throughout history. And the boys are starting to wonder, is this mother, because she's really no Megan Trainer, or is this another mother? Yes. In the middle of the night, Elias wakes up to a clanging sound. And he creeps in the hallway and creeps into the bathroom to see his mother putting cream on her unbandaged face. And we only see it in profile, but it really is like swollen and monstrous. And he steps back and there's a little sound. And she turns and her whole eye is, the white is full of yes. blood. And he runs back to his room. And when mother peers her head in, it looks like they're both asleep. The next day it's torrentially raining and then it starts hailing. And the boys are running around in the hail, like bouncing on their trampoline they have, throwing oh, the sure. hail at each other. And it honestly looks so fun right now. I would yeah. love a to- trampoline. Trampoline in a hailstorm. Yeah, that sounds I, it's fun probably as not hell. safe, but it looks really fun. Yeah. And again, when they're with each other, they're having a blast. Later, they're inside. They have a burping contest, and their mother's upstairs asleep, and the doorbell rings. The boys know the rules. They're no visitors. And they mm-hmm. pair the front window, and they're like, well, we got to go get mom. So they go up to field, to get her to field the visitors. Um, this is the correct move. There's no, nothing else yeah. you're going to do their children. They shouldn't open the door. He he walks in and he tries to gently wake her up, which again is like full of like tension and terror, but he, it doesn't work. So when the door closes, her eyes step open and she bites down loudly crunching. But then we see her, she lifts her hand out of the blanket and she has a cracker. Okay. So it is not a roach, yes. but in that moment, what is in her mouth, you know? Yeah. He goes down the stairs, and Lucas must have let the guest in because there's a delivery guy who my mind is like, oh, is it Amazon Fresh delivery? The delivery guy is in their basement loading up their chest freezer, and he's like, oh, my God, he got enough frozen pizza to last a year, presumably because mother mommy's will be— out. Yeah, mommy's not going to be making those home-cooked meals for a minute. And um, they put it in there. I wrote, for some reason, there's enough frozen food to kill a party bus full of Vanga boys. I don't know what the fuck I was talking. I was going through something like this. What does that even mean? The I Vanga mean, boys weren't all, this weren't specific boys. Um, were they? Also, like, frozen food doesn't kill people. It keeps them alive. I mean, we'll see. We'll see about, it's going to kill we'll me. See. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but in the meantime, the boys go back to trampolining, and we see Mother staring at herself topless in the mirror. Um, you know, she's still bandaged, topless, which again, I'm like, is this scary or is it just a woman over 40? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Is I spend a lot of time just alone, <laughs> silently in front of my mirror, kind of taking everything in and trying to sort through it in my head. Like, I, I don't blame her for that, especially coming off of a surgery that may or may not be cosmetic. Exactly. But I think the, what we're supposed to think is all these things are terrifying to a children's yes, mind. Absolutely. If we're not addressing an underlying trauma, yes. which of course we're not, because we babies are not. If, if we were addressing the trauma, we wouldn't have this movies. This isn't a movie we? then. Right. This would not be the movies. Um, wouldn't be the movies. So they're out on, the boys are out on one of their little jaunts. They go to the cemetery and they hear a cat mewing seemingly for help, and in sort of like a crevasse in the side of a hill. They lower themselves into it, Allison. It's just a pit full of bones, human bones, that I'm like, does this cemetery just dig a pit? And they're like, yeah, we're going to have funerals. Or maybe just everything shifted. No explanation. Who knows? 
And they find a filthy little cat. So, of course, they bring it home, as kids do, and try to hide it from their mother. And they end up locking the door of their room. She tries to bust in and is so enraged that they lock the door. And they finally let her in, and she starts tearing up the place looking for whatever they brought they've been in. She, they don't know, she doesn't know if it's a cat, but she's she knows they've smuggled something in. Something's here, yeah. And she finds a lighter in the top bunk. And she says, why do you have a lighter in your bed? And Eli says, to burn books, which is pretty funny. That's... <laughs> that is funny. And she keeps going through everything, and Elias becomes so enraged, he claps in her face. Which I will say, if you ever clapped... Like, they do clapping on my mother's face, like... oh. It, yeah. It's over. It, our lives would be over. Yes. She pins him down in a rage. Yes. And then storms out. And when she leaves, she takes the lock out of the door so they can't lock the door anymore. Okay. At dusk, the boys stand on the balcony and they watch their mother walk into the woods. Super chill. And then we see when she's there, she's walking through the woods. She's taking off her clothes piece by piece. Also, she got that banging body. She looks great. Her body looks amazing. Whoever this mother is, she is mother. She, she is looks mother. insane. But then finally, she takes off the bandage on her head and does this sort of hyper fast speed head shaking that we also saw in Jacob's Ladder. Her head mm-hmm. just vibrates frantically back and forth. Allison, it's a dream. The boy's eyes snap open. Okay, they're still in bed. Yes. Unfortunately, Allison, I do have some terrible news. In the middle of the night, the boys then sneak into her room and put a roach on Mother's chest. No. And it crawls in her mouth. Allison, at this point, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would I do pre-crunch? Yes. If you were to awaken in the middle of the night and you're two very odd twin boys. Oh, I'm, I'm Mother. Okay. You could be the boys. You could answer from either side. If I'm her and I'm asleep and my children put a prehistoric-seeming bug on my bed after I told them, leave me alone, I'm recovering from surgery, they're going to their dad's house. I don't care how shitty he is or what's happening. I need a minute. (laughs) And I do think they're, again, like like every traumatic thing that we talk about in this— if she were to use any resources or yes. ask anyone for like, then the movie could not continue. The right. movie like, relies on her dysfunctional, yes, her her dysfunction in, in dealing with her children. Um, also, it sounded like you just ate a roach when you just swallowed like that. Um, but what's crazy is she doesn't crunch down on it. The crunching oh. down on it that you see in the trailer is from when she's eating the cracker. So she doesn't eat it, which is another thing I don't love. I'm sorry about this movie is a lot of the moments in the trailer are sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cheated. Cheated a little bit. Interesting. And it sort of reminds me of- um, But it does crawl in her mouth, no? It absolutely crawls in her mouth. And then um, I'm literally watching this scene just to make sure I'm telling you the right thing. It crawls in her motherfucking mouth. And then that's just sort of the end of it. And- you know, we that alone cut, very upsetting. Yeah, we just cut to the next day, and oh. yeah, and and I I because I, I also remember that from the trailer, and I thought, well, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a letdown, a little bit of a letdown, a little bit of a lot time. Watch the roach, bitch. <laughs> the next day, mother is cleaning the outside wall of the home, and Allison, this is the most horrifying shit. I this is incomprehensible. H.P. Lovecraft level fucking mind bending. 
She's cleaning the outside wall of her home, and this bitch is wearing wedge sandals. Ugh. She's scrubbing, like she's doing no. active, hard home maintenance in wedge sandals. No. I have never seen anything more egregious. She's alone in her own home with her two children. At that point, I'd be like, well, I'll call the cops on that. Because yeah, that's some disturbing behavior right there. Something is wrong, right? Yes. Deeply. Um, meanwhile, the boys use a magnifying glass to burn a dead bee. Okay. Later, we see them looking through a photo album, and we see that the mother has taken out, like, wedding photos, like, has removed all the photos of the father. Of course. Obviously, like you said, an acrimonious divorce. And they find a photo of their mother with her, what looks to be her twin. It's a woman who is dressed exactly like her. Okay. But they, she doesn't have a twin. And they know this because they're her children, but also they start they try to Google their mother and they find that listing from their house. So the mother has put the house up for sale. Okay. Meanwhile, they've also put a baby mon- monitor under mother's bed to try to listen in to see if she's doing anything other mothery, right? They go to check on the cat only to find the cat has snuck out of their room. They cannot find okay. the cat. Okay. And they don't have time to look for it because mother calls them. It's time to do chores. And we hear the mother on the phone say, I have to make him stop. He has to face it. But then she notices that Elias has stopped vacuuming and she takes a phone call to her room. Mm -hmm. So I have to make him stop. He has to face it. Presumably about one or both of the boys. Yes. Unfortunately, Allison, after they're done with their chores, they search their gigantic fucking house for Leo the cat. They named the cat Leo. Allison, I got bad news. They search high and low and they finally find him and he has died. He has died. He curled up next to the boiler in the boiler in the basement, next to the chest freezer. And then Allison, they um, unfortunately do something that really causes this film to take a real turn for the worse. They take all the bugs out of their aquarium, put them in like a jar, fill the aquarium with water, and put the dead cat inside it, and put the aquarium on the coffee table for mother to find. What? These are evil children. Yes. That is deranged. And and I think that's the moment where you realize, like, oh, this is not necessarily a movie about the other mother. No. Um, Unfortunately, she does have another mother-type reaction, which is she sees the dead cat floating the aquarium instead of calling anyone for help. She goes upstairs, gets the jar where the roaches are, and then starts dumping in the the aquarium, killing them. So in retaliation... I mean, look, I don't hate that the roaches are dead, but, like, her reaction to finding yes. this dead cat in an aquarium is to then kill, kill a living creature. their pet. Right. It's like, so that's why they're like that. Yes. Because you are you also like that. that. You made yes. them this way. And the boys run out because they've been watching to see what you do. They run out, and Elias tells her, we want our real mom back. You're not our mom. And she slaps him across the face and drags him upstairs. Now, this is when I realized that, because I've been trying to keep track of them based on their tank top color, mm-hmm. but what I didn't understand until this moment is they they switch tank tops. That's inconsistent. Okay. So that's intentional. I think okay. we're intentionally supposed to not necessarily know which is son which. is talking to her. So she drags them upstairs, slams the door, and you know Lucas is pounding on the other side. And she has Elias say over and over again, you're a mother, basically like forcing him to say it over and over again. And she tells him, from now on, 
one pair of clothes, one plate, and promise me not to talk about your brother. And she says no, and she slaps him across the face again. So berating him. Again, something bad has happened. And instead of dealing with this in a human way, she is going to abuse these children until a breaking point, which is going to happen pretty soon, I'll be honest. I would imagine. And, you know, in their room, you know, Lucas comforts um, Elias and... Elias says they want to, she wants to drive us apart. And then you see them, they're sort of slapping each other in the face like as a game. And I think it's sort of almost like they're like preparing each other for that to happen again. Like they, they, they're not going to, they're not going to be separated. Right. Right. That night they play in their rooms and they run to the door when they hear their mother approaching and they, they're pushing the door closed so she can't come in. But then they realize that she's locking them in there from her side. She's like, stay in there. Yeah. I'm not coming in, but you're not coming out. And they try to listen through the baby monitor, and you hear what, like, could be moaning, or it could be snuffling, or it could be her talking in her sleep. Like, you do hear sounds, but they're not necessarily... It's nothing um, you could play it for a jury. Sure. A a jury of other mother court, you know? Yes. But they do have to pee in jars because they they do not have access to the bathroom. And um, we see there's an altar with a photo of mother and them, and they pray, start praying for actual mother to come home. And they take shifts staying up to guard the, the room, and they have a toy crossbow, but it still shoots like a real, um, like a bolt. So it's mm-hmm. not like an, uh, it's not an adult actual crossbow, but mm-hmm. it's still something that could wound if, if, if it was used, right? Yes. Okay. Allison, a wind blows through and snuffs out the candles at their altar. Okay. And then middle of the night, Elias wakes up and the door is just fully open. Not great. He walks into the hallway and he's armed with a box cutter. When he gets the to the most horrific room, weapon. Truly. Um, I hate to bring this up. I think the first time I ever heard of a box cutter was 9 11. <laughs> Like oh I had, no, I had no concept. It also was probably the first time I heard about uh, Muslim people too. If I, I, I was thinking about that recently, <laughs> it, I, it, it was. I, I do think there's something in like we don't have to get into it, but it's like in in the language that the right's trying to use to talk about trans people, comparing that to the Islamophobia after nine eleven. Yeah. In terms of like intensity and like all the big swings they were taking with it. Yeah. And I remember, I feel like I kind of had the same similar reaction, and I'm queer now, but like when this all started, I had the same reaction to them targeting trans people as when Muslim people were targeted, which is, I was, I'm from a small town in the middle of nowhere. I don't know anything. I, my little thought was like, that's like saying the Amish are the enemy. Like I had no cultural understanding whatsoever. Yeah. And that's how I found out what a box cutter was. Anyways, in (laughs) in mother's room, Elias takes that box cutter, Allison, and he cuts open her stomach, and a mass of roaches crawl out. Oh, it's just a dream. Stop dreaming. I know. He's still sitting in his chair in his room, like, holding watch, you know? And he listens to the baby monitor. Again, it's sort of monstrous, but, like, is it monstrous? Is she just groaning? Is she masturbating? Like, is there... It's not... Right. You know, it's nothing to convict on. But they have a plan. Lucas and Elias say, they, we're going to cut our hair and dress exactly the same so she can't tell them apart, so then she can't separate us. So if she doesn't know which one she's talking to, it's going to be harder for her to, you yes. know... isolate somebody. Yeah. 
Mother comes in the morning to wake them up and through the door is like, are we, let's be friends again. I'm really sorry. And which again, I don't know if that's going to cut it, uh, but you know, hey. Too little too late. When she opens door, Allison, her bandages are off and she looks incredible. Like it, it, it healed beautifully. She looks great. It's almost suspicious how quickly it healed. Mm. Um, and she gives him as sort of like an apology gift, a um, boomerang. And she says, do you want to go outside and play with it? And they say, yeah. The second she opens the front door, they just start running into the woods to escape. <laughs> just fucking bolt while she's yelling. They run through the woods. They run through the fields, which are being burned. I don't know. I, that's probably a practice somebody's doing. Yeah, somebody somewhere. And they, find, they get to a nearby town, which seems completely deserted. Except okay. there is a guy screaming and wandering the streets play, playing the accordion. What and again, I'm Austria? like, I know, I'm like, this just feels like what our impression like, of Austria is. Yeah, I'm like, is that supposed to be scary or is that supposed to be comforting? <laughs> like, right, I was I like, this tell. all seems like what, uh, this is like. If is it, that deeply normal or deeply abnormal for Austria? I don't we know. We don't know. And they go to a, try, they go to a church and they try talking to um, somebody in there and the guy's like, oh, I'm not a priest. I'm just, I'm just the sexton. They say, well, can we talk to the priest? Yes, but he's not in. And sexton said, I'll, go, I'll get the priest for you. And I assumed that this would end in their terrible demise. But the priest has promised to take them to the police station so they could report their mother. Or is he doing that, Allison? No, he's just driving them home to their mom. Oh, God. And he goes, gets out. It's torrentially raining. And when he gets, the priest gets out to talk to their mother and he goes back to the car. They've locked the car doors. Which I thought was a pretty slick move for kids. Yeah, that's smart. But he's able to open the door eventually. And the boys run in a side door. And the priest goes to mother and says, well, I mean, you want to talk about what the fuck's going on? Or And she said, it's all been a bit much. The accident. The separation. And the boys shut off the porch lights. Anyways, Allison, mother isn't doing so hot. She goes, she's she's crying off all her makeup. She goes in her room and she takes her medication and she lays down. And as she drifts to sleep, the lights snap off. And in the morning, mother wakes up to find the twins standing over her wearing matching cardboard masks. And she realizes that she has been bound to the bed. Allison, who will survive this film? survive i think mother will not make it i have a theory Mm -hmm. that one of the twins is dead Mm -hmm. so So will will the living one survive that's what i'm um i think yes and live on to terrorize um some other mother some other mother the twins demand their mother who is bound to their bed and they say, where is our mother? She says, I'm right here. I am your mother. They show her the photo with her and like what looks like her twin and say, who the fuck is this? And she said, that's a, my friend. I, we would always dress alike. And I'm like, gay. I but mean, either way. Very queer coded. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, girl. But either way, um, they are, she's like, I don't, it is me. It is genuinely me. However, there are certain things that the boys are trying to noodle out. So they go to their office, her, her office. We see photos. <laughs> their office. They're like, let's go to the office and really work this out. I mean, basically, in their, their room, they have like, they have a crossbow. They have a lighter. It's like, yeah, they do have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're, I mean, the house is insane. So like, we do know that she is very wealthy. Like, this yes, is a very wealthy family. Gorgeous so house. So in her office, we see photos of her planned plastic surgery. So we could see that she just had work done. Right. Yeah. 
But they find a video of her and she has brown eyes. And they go to mother and they try to pry her contacts out because her eyes are blue. She says, no, my eyes are blue. I just have colored contacts I use sometime. They're in the bathroom. You can go look. Okay. Allison, they can't find them, which then leads to the twins having their first real fight. Okay, finally. Basically, the question is like, can we trust her? Can we believe her? And how far are we going to take this, given that we are both children? Children, and she's an adult. But, and um, allegedly our mother. Yeah, but Lucas says, I thought we agreed not to trust her. And they end up getting into a fist fight, and they bloody each other's noses. And mother starts to scream for help, and Elias walks in and just throws water in her face. So again, it's like escalating. Yes. And I, I'll say you one thing: I, if there was anything I wanted to watch less, um, and maybe that's why part of me is like, yeah. I didn't love this movie. It, watching a child be in a dangerous situation, I don't need to see a child as vic as like predator or child as like victimizer. Like a, yeah, or like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just like, come on. But you know, he's try- she's trying to reason with him, and finally he says, please. Just go get the scissors. Nothing bad has happened yet. This doesn't have to keep going. And he takes out her phone and he shows her a video. It's a video that she took of her slapping Elias in the face and having her repeat, I will, nev- I will not listen to my brother. I will not listen to my brother. I will not talk about my brother over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And Elias says, our mother would never do something like that. So sort of the implication being, our mother would never do something horrible. So you are horrible. You cannot be our mother. You are this another mother, this monstrous other, because this is not what our mother would have done. And mother sighs and says, I'm sorry. But she tells him, Elias, like, I know this is hard, but we can make it through. We can, we can be a family. We could do this. And he, because he's the weaker one, and he does want, he ultimately does want their, them to be a family or they, wants it to be really his mother. He starts yeah. to cut her free. Okay. Lucas comes in, horrified, and yeah. points out that mother's beauty mark is running in the water. So again, like another thing she sort of put on her face to curate her face, that's because their mother had a beauty mark. And right. she says, and this I one did, okay. but they removed it in the hospital because they can be precancerous. And Lucas slaps her in the face. I don't need to see a child slap someone. But I think it's sort of like the tables have turned. Like she, like yes. we accept, not accept. We as society have set up historically that you are allowed to hit your kids. So then yes. to see a kid hit their parent in the yes. face. Jarring. It, it's jarring, which I think intentionally reminds us that's insane that a, a, an adult would hit a child ever. Like it's yes. grotesque. So it is like she is this monstrous mother, but their interpretation of it must be that you can't, the fact you would do this means you're not our mother, right? Right. And as if they hadn't made their point enough, Allison, they then use a magnifying glass to burn her face Ugh. using the sun through the and window. she just got all that beautiful work done. And to attempt to torture... Oh, I know, girl. I mean, and it's good work, too. She looks fabulous. She got, like, an yeah. eye lift. They torture her into telling... Basically, to try to torture her into telling them where their real mother is. And it, like, it causes, like, an actual burn or flesh bubbles. Allison, am I crazy to say I'll just lie and be like, oh, she's at the train station. Let me up and we'll go yeah. drive there. And I'll just drive you to a hospital or something. Like, Yes, exactly. Let's fucking that, that just would lie. Be my, that would be my plan if I were her. Exactly. Like, if we don't. Just lie. Yeah, like, just fucking lie. Like, kids. like they're, We lie to kids all the time. Right. I mean, like, bitch, you, we already know you're a bad mom. What is another, what is lying to them, you know? 
However, she doesn't do that, and then they slap tape over her mouth and leave her there. These kids. And we see them praying to a metal cross. It's like a, in the cemetery, there's like a big memorial, like a metal cross, and they light a candle in front of it to pray for the return of their real mother. Allison, back of the house, they hear the doorbell rings, and I was hoping it was the Amazon Fresh guy again. Nope, it's two people from Red Cross asking for donations. Okay. And they do something which, again, feels very Austrian. Yes. Which is, they're like, oh, well, the door's unlocked. No one appears to be home. Let's check it out. So they are wandering around the first floor of this home. Not in this country. Not in this country. We live in... A war zone where, like, it's like yeah. you would be shot, and and Gunfire. so watching this, it's like this sequence could only happen because this is a, a European film in Europe, yeah, um, or anywhere but the United States. Mother hears them talking and moving around because the boys are outside and don't realize they're there yet, and we, you know, she's trying to scream, but of course her she has tape on her mouth, and the boys intercept the volunteers and say, "Oh, our mom's not home," and that noise that you hear upstairs is just our dog. And the Red Cross volunteers say, well, when do you think your mother will be home? And the boys panic and go, soon? So the volunteers ask if they could just stay until she arrives. It's like, you're going to stay in a stranger's- How hard up are they for money? I mean, probably pretty hard up. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. It's like, you're going to stay in a stranger's home with her two young children until- If I came home and I found those people there, I'd be like, I will shoot you myself. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Get the fuck out of my house. My children are here. Get out of here. I was like, again, as an American, can you even imagine? No. The volunteers are just like at the kitchen table counting how many donations they've gotten the day. And I was like, this they're in the rural area. Like, are, what? How many? I have so many questions. But luckily, the boys are smart. So they go into their mom's purse and get cash out and say, please take this. This is exactly how much she always donates. And the Red Cross people like him and ha. And like, we don't normally take money from kids. It's like, yeah, this whole thing makes no sense if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a weird thing. <laughs> but they, they take it and they're about to walk out when mother finally gets the tape off her mouth and screams for help. Allison, the Red Cross people are already outside. They don't hear it. Um, and we're now Ugh. escalating. So we're now going to start escalating. The boys super glue mother's mouth shut. So she cannot scream or get the tape out. Okay. And they only cut it open when they realize that she can't eat any of the delicious frozen pizza they heated up. Again, this is just, we see blood, like they cut her lips so there's blood Uh. bubbling out of her mouth while she's screaming. And they say, Uh. you know, prove, if you're a mother, prove that you're a mother. What's Lucas's favorite song? And she says, Lullaby and Goodnight, which is a song we heard at the beginning. And they retape her mouth, and then they start singing. And that's where I'm like, all right, where are we going with this? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm curious where we're, where we're headed. Yeah. And we also see a sequence where basically they rip the tape off. And as far as I can tell, they put like a dowel in her mouth. And they do that thing where you, um, you take like a stick, like a dowel, and then you use a string and you use it to start a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, they are taking string and they're, like, pulling it, again, to torture their mother into yeah. telling them, uh, you know, she's where... she's not their mother. She's not their yeah. mother. And again, I would have said it over and over again. I would be like, yeah. you're right. I am just some lady. Let me, Let me drive, drive you, you to you. there. Exactly. She lives at a mental institution. I will institution. show you where she is. Exactly. Yeah. You just let me go. 
Um, also, meanwhile, she's Peter Pants, you know, and her sons ask, can you not tell when you have to pee? Again, humiliating their mother, you know, embarrassing her. But they undo yes. her bindings and they point the crossbow at her so she could change the sheets. And in the moment where she stands up, she God, takes... God, then she has to do fucking housework on top of all of this. Girl, she takes the ur- the urine-soaked comforter at them and whips it at them, and it's heavy enough that they're both, like, sort of, like, thrown off guard. Yeah, because they're, like, seven. seven. <laughs> and she's able to run down the stairs, Allison. And she makes it through the front door, but they have put a trip wire and went her in front of the door. And when she hits it, she falls and smashes her head so hard on the concrete. Ugh. She wakes to find them dragging her across the floor, her eyes glued shut. And we see in sort of what, oh a moment that feels like cinematic, but I don't necessarily know if I understand. The cat, okay. the cat in the aquarium is still there, Allison. And Elias sets the liquid on fire. So the cat in the aquarium is now on fire, which is a fun cinematic piece. But I just don't. What did they put in there to make it, it so it could burn? Right. And also, why would he do that why? as a character? I don't know. I don't know. And finally, we get to, and you called it, we get to the fucking reveal. The actual proper fucking twist in this movie, which is... I'm glad there's a real twist. Absolutely. She says, Elias, please, it's not your fault that Lucas died. The accident wasn't your fault. So finally, we get, we finally understand that Lucas is simply an apparition. That every time that he has spoken, that every time someone who we interpret to be interacting as Lucas was, in fact, Elias... He exists only in Elias's mind, and the mother was never interacting with him at all. Ever. And what I appreciate is they don't go it like in America. You'd have to see a montage of that. Yes. In Europe, they're like, "You get it, you get it, fucking get it, we did it." Unfortunately, Lucas sort of emerges from behind Elias and says, "She's lying. Let her prove she's our mother." And he takes a candle. They've lit candles all over the room. Very, yeah, it's like they have a great idea of space and of tone. Totally. I mean, the vibe. Be set designers, you know? And he, Lucas goes and holds a candle to the curtains and says, If you're a mother, what am I doing? But of course, she can't see him because he isn't there. And she says, right. I don't. And her eyes are glued shut. Right. Oh, she's able to pry one open. <laughs> okay. Yes, I agree. Because I was like, Well, also, my eyes are glued shut. Unfair. <laughs> Seems like you're setting me up to fail as a mother here, um, boys. Um, but and he, Elias says, if you if you were really our mother, you'd be able to see him. And she says, I can't see him at all. Allison, Lucas sets the curtain alight. It, of course, it much like curtains in every horror movie, yes. they're made of paper towels, wildly flammable, right? Soaked in gasoline. <laughs> fucking shoots up the wall. The aquarium explodes, sending dead cat water, glass, and fire spraying everywhere. And in the melee, mother is set alight. And we watch as she burns and rises in agony, Allison. And sometime later, we see the firefighters are battling the blaze. And the last shot we have is of the boys who, in order to escape the fire, are backing up the stairs. We see the paramedics working on a body, and we see the image of mother, in, now in a dress, walking out of the home. And as we follow her, we see her humming as she walks out of the cornfield, and she joins her two boys, everyone looking adorable, 
as they look to camera and they sing goodbye and goodnight in German. The end. So they're all dead. They're all dead, Allison. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Oof. So I wanted to, I, I feel like, you know, I've been trying to do a, a little segment where we connect um, things to um, the news. I'll be honest, I don't have fucking anything. I'm like, this is, no. I don't know what to, like. Not everything will. Yeah. So I thought maybe we could give give something of ourselves, you know, it's sort of yes. a, a substitute of that. And I was trying to think, I wanted to ask, what's the weirdest thing you did as a kid? Now, it doesn't have to be necessarily bad, but something just genuinely strange or looking back, why would you do it? And mine that I will share is, I remember one time, my relative, my, my, we have relatives that live in Texas, they were visiting, mm-hmm. and my cousin Matt and I, were there were uh, foxes that lived on a? I, this is gonna make it sound like I lived in. I mean, I, I lived in a rural Ohio. I mean, it, it was yeah. a, it was a paradise of a sort at the time, and there are foxes that lived on a hill behind our barn, and mm-hmm. we were like, we'll play a prank on the grownups. And I we were young, like I don't remember how, yeah. like, but we were definitely not in middle school, I don't think. And um, so we took uh, some sort of berry that we found nearby. And we 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 sharpened a stick and we put berry juice all over, and we ran over to our relatives and said, "Look, we we got a stick and we stabbed and we killed one of the foxes. Look at the blood on the stick." And if you can imagine this, Allison, this was horrifying. That is truly horrifying. My aunt's reaction. It wasn't until like I saw her, she's like, "Oh my god!" I was like. No, we didn't. But it was like, it was as if, like, we have this incredible story. It's compelling. You're going to be wowed by it. And it was like telling them that it's like, well, first of all, why did we do this? And second of all, what did I think their reaction would be? And it's just like, I just wanted to do it as an example of, like, the as a child, your brain don't work good. You don't know what things are. And so. And how, like, it'll actually be interpreted by adults. Yeah, and I this I don't know, there's something about it that brought this to mind where it's like it was like a weird violent fantasy, but also mm-hmm. it was good to then have an adult be like, oh, don't well, that's not good. It's like you're right. Versus right. this movie, which I think is like it is a children's violent fantasies of their mother, and then their mother yeah. meeting those with her own violence and her own yes. rage. And it just became this comes this loop of uh both wondering if your mother is a monster and then your mother actually act acting like a mother, a monster. Yes. So you were right to think that. Allison, what's the weirdest thing you did as a kid? I mean, I did something similar. When I when you were like, what's weird? Like I go to kind of like the witch episode of Pen15 where they're like, we have power, like Hell that yeah. stuff. But I similarly, my friend and I, and we were really, really young. So like the the execution of this was not nearly as terrifying as what you did, uh-huh. but- I remember my friend Jen was over and we were just like home with my mom and we like had been like doing something for a while. And then we put, I had this like massive stuffed bear from something and we put it, we left it downstairs with a note that said, we're dead. Um, oh my to, God. Like, <laughs> to like try it. I, I must've been six. Like That's I, like, incredible you know, though. Um, and like, and then we like hid so that my mom would find it. And like, we're, I don't know what like, I think we like in our mind, like the bear killed us. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like we still left a note. I love um, like it's like it's like the logic didn't work. But I remember we were like it was the hardest. I, I was laughing so hard. We thought it was such a funny thing. It's incredible. And like my mom was kind of like, uh, like 
nothing about it was real enough or made enough sense to be like, hey, that's terrifying. Don't ever do that. Um, and she was like, no, I knew that you were alive. And I was like, we were like, okay, well, for a minute, you thought that we were dead in the house and a bear killed us and we left a note. I like, love it because it, either you left it from beyond the grave or mm-hmm. you wrote it before the bear killed you just in yeah, case. Or the bear gave us a minute and was like, do you want to leave a note? And it's like, mom always said, leave a note. You got to yeah, leave so a note. Yeah. You got to leave a note. So I, I remember that. doing stuff like that. Um, Beautiful. That was really weird. And like, just like, where did that come from? Exactly. Why did I do- yeah, what what is the what is the nature of a, a child? But a child, I mean, children are just as morbid and weird as yeah, adults. You know, they just have no like context for the things that they are picking up. So <laughs> like, they're just kind of like, oh, I'm dead, and it's like, no, we're dead is incredible. We're dead. Well, we're we're dead. dead. Um, speaking of uh, dead, how speaking spooky? Dead. Um, on a scale of spookiness, would you say this movie is, Allison? Well, a spooky scale, if you will. A spooky scale. The bugs are a problem. The bugs are a problem. And, like, the eeriness of it all, it, like, just her face being bandaged is scary. Like, that's yeah. a scary thing. I'm going to give this a, f- a six or five and a half. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I do think it was you? scary. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll give this a six. I think, like, there were generally scary moments. I just have mm-hmm. a... I hate, I, and I, I, I can't remember, we haven't done um, It Comes at Night yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler, if you haven't seen It Comes at Night. I hate when you show me a dream. If you show me more than one dream in a fucking trailer. More than one, yeah. That makes me so fucking mad. And That's also, annoying. I don't think you get more than one dream. Unless, like, the whole concept is about the dreaming right, life. it's like yes. with, um, yeah, yeah, where it's like, oh, it's happening in our dreams we're getting hunted in our dreams. Like, yes. that stuff, I'm like, well, yes, you need many things so that that can, like, carry the plot. But if it's just, like, this is a thing we're going to, yes. like, implement, you get it once. It makes you fucking nuts. It makes, it's so disappointing um, when it happens more than once. Um, but, I mean, a beautifully shot film, well acted. I love that the actual Elias and Lucas Schwartz, I love that they, they well, use their real names. That's so cute. Everyone did it was great. I just think, um, yeah, it just... I, I don't need a fake out. I just need you to yeah. let me see that. Let me see that mother eat a bug. You know. Yeah. We're gonna reverse it. We're doing fatal mistakes now. What are some fatal mistakes you think they may have made in um, Good Night, Mommy? Fatal mistakes. Boy, I mean, not reckoning with trauma, uh, loss of a the biggest loss mistake of a of son all. and brother. You gotta you gotta work on that as a family. That's the bit, like, without, had they not done that, um, yeah, all of this could have been avoided. Don't hit your fucking yeah. kids. Don't like, hit your kids. Like, as soon as I, you, you know that she's slapping yeah. those kids, I was like, burn, bitch. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sympathetic. Like, this would be really hard, but, like, you were just beating your child so that he do- he forgets his dead yeah. twin. Uh, not not good. Not good, gal. No, I'll not say good. that. Not in any parenting and, books. Uh, Having hissing cockroaches around. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you can't have that in the house. You can't. Um, Not when you know that you got two, well, one. Not not when you have any number of little scamps. Children, yeah. Too many scamps in the house. Too many scamps. Scamping around. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Other than that, you know, the kids did their best with the information they had, which was inadequate. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? 
Um, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and more for mommies. More mommies to come. Uh, more mommies to come. Always more mommies. It's a year in mommies, you know? And yeah. um, we've said this uh, in the other episode, but we are doing Evil Dead Rises um, yes. for our live show. And um, we will obviously post more information about that. It'll be at the end yes. of May. And we'll have more specifics uh, posted yeah. to our social. So stay tuned. Um, yeah. And we um, watch jury duty if you haven't watch yet. Watch jury duty. And put a tank on I put a lid on that huge. Put a lid on your tank full of writhing, of, hissing Madagascar cockroaches. For God's sakes, we've been asking for Get months. Get a top on there already. Get a grip. Get a grip. Um, and and also, until then, please. Please. Keep it spooky. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a radio point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dunphy, and Awa Okalati. Oh,